Hello, welcome to the podcast. Podcast away. Woohoo! BBC Sounds. That's the intro for you. Good morning, everyone. It's another beautiful day in the podcast. Uh, And I'm going to skip the intros because I want to go straight to Charlie's reaction on the 21st of June. Oh, yes. Cannot wait. 22nd of June is more important, though, because that's when England play Czech, Czech, Republic, Czech, Czech Republic in in the Euros. So it's been timed very, very well, let's be honest. Um, I can't wait, basically. I want to have a big, fat party. But I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be great. What about I'm you, feel sorry for everyone who's working in the pubs. Some poor kid yeah. pulled in. Well, to be honest, they probably all need to get back. I mean, Ali, who I live with, he works at a bar and can't wait for him to piss off again. <laughs> well, I've, I've done what everyone's done in the lockdown. I thought, you know what? Lockdown's going to end. So I've ended up buying myself a guitar and trying to learn how to guitar with only six weeks of lockdown left or whatever. Bob Dylan over here. Yeah, you can have a summer tour this summer. Don't it's a guitar that only plays Wonderwall. <laughs> we're gonna have a, we're gonna have the podcast wave in the background. We're gonna be backing singers. <laughs> backing singers. I can play guitar. I used to be in a band for three years. Yeah, but it's all about the face, though, Matt, isn't it? <laughs> I'm joking. You look beautiful. How about you, Matt? What have you been up to? Um. Are you happy about twenty first? Uh. Yes, I am happy about the twenty first. I'm also happy that um, for my birthday in May, we can sit in beer gardens, I believe, which means I can actually don't have to have a secret party. I can sit in a beer garden. (laughs) Who said you had a secret party, Matt? Who said you had a secret party? No one said you had a secret party. No, but I meant in terms of like, <laughs> it's my 21st, I'm going to have a secret party. Don't be dropping yourself, in it. Your dad's a cop, he'll be hearing you, he'll be taking you down to the station. He won't care. No, yeah, you were allowed to do it back then, weren't you, at that point, I think, during the summer? I didn't have a party in the summer, from a 20th. Mm. my 21st, which is this year, I'll hopefully be able to go in the beer garden and actually have a 21st birthday. Unlike my friend last year, who had to spend his 21st in lockdown. Which was fun. Yeah, I'd spend mine in lockdown as well. I'll have to spend this one in lockdown as well. But I'm old, so it doesn't matter. It's only worth uh, celebrating your 21st birthday if you're in America, because there's no longer any laws that apply to it. Well, not laws, but in terms of kind of drinking or. Yeah, it's your 21st though, isn't it? You're no longer a teenager. <laughs> Very true. Right, I'm just gonna. So we've got our guest, don't we, coming up? Yes. Well, this, gonna... Mr. Love Island. Yes, it, this man has been on an island already, so I'm sure we'll have some great things to chat about. A very unlucky uh, person was once on Love Island and is now on our island. <laughs> he must not have very good travel plans, mustn't he? Why is Chris Avery still on this one? Sorry, Chris, you're not going to be on this one. Um, try and get him in. We are now with today's very special guest. I am very proud to introduce... Javi Shepherd, how are you today, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. How is everybody? We're yeah, all... yeah, very good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for good. having me on, by the way. Any 
Yeah, we're... If, if, if you're good, we'll get you on next time. You know, this is a test first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see what films you got. And if, uh, if they're shit, we'll be like, see you later, mate. Oh, get, uh, get your own island. There is a shit one that I want to talk about. It's absolutely <laughs> diabolical, but we'll go into that whenever. Oh, yeah. There we go. We can start with the first one. Go on, Joe. Yeah, so everyone already knows, but if you don't, I'll explain it. The way we want to get to know our guests a little bit more is we want to know what film they want to destroy of the face of the earth. So go on, let's hear it. I'm thinking of ending things. I do not know if you've seen that film. Yeah, it's disgraceful. (laughs) It's disgraceful. (laughs) Uh, That's new as well. That's new. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to think which one that is, you know. Who, who, who's, who's Check it out. Jesse Clemens. It's got Tony Collette in. It's got some guy that I can't remember his name now. He's off uh, Harry Potter. He's off quite a lot. Is it a Netflix Who's one? Looping? No, it's not. But it's, it's got an IMDb rating of 6.6, and that is super high. This should yeah, be that's... a three. <laughs> oh, this God, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen, seen I've, I've looked at this, yeah. Oh, dear. Don't watch yes. this if you're tripping on anything because each season <laughs> the hairstyle will change, then one of them's old, the other one's not, and you're like, What's going on here? What it just makes no sense. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. melts. Absolutely <laughs> melts. <laughs> it says it's been distributed from Netflix here, mate. I mean, Christ, I'm surprised they they did they did pop it in. But I mean Netflix do chuck some some garbage out there now and again. It was um, the, the director who did this. He did another one with Robert Seymour Hoffman. I haven't seen it. And that is, according to my brother, that is another disgraceful film. <laughs> there is no, there's nothing. There's no structure to the film. It's just, it just it, I, I don't get it. It's like, it's like a piece of art that just makes no art. It's yeah. Just, it's there to take the piss. Are people who think that they're like, like just into film, but it's just yeah, not. yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah do you, wait, what, what, so what is the actual story about? What, what is it? What's the okay. So Jesse and this girl, can't remember what her name is. They're going to go see. I think it's her parents or his parents. Anyway, they go out. Both of them. She's thinking of ending things. That's the title of the film. They're going out there. They're in a car. They're in snow. Whatnot. And then it kind of like tricks your brain and stuff. So she'll be, there'll be a voiceover of her talking in her head. And then it'll be like, what did you just say? And she'll be like, oh, I thought I said that in my head. And then it kind of gets the audience to be like, oh, what's going on? This is going to be a quirky, cool film. Mm-hmm. Then you get there and you've got Tony Collette and that guy from the Harry Potter films. I can't remember his name. <laughs> he plays Lupin, doesn't he? It just goes weird. Like this one, like one minute, one, like two minutes in and he's 90 years old and she hasn't changed and then like he's a baby and she hasn't changed and I'm like where where are you going I mean Matt have you seen I mean what did you think I, I've 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 not personally seen it but my girlfriend's seen it and she said she turned it off after like 30 minutes because it was just <laughs> literally like you were saying it would turn around he'd come down like the Remus Lupin who's the, the dad in it comes downstairs and he's like really young and attractive and then like they go through this door and she turns around and he's an 80 year old man she looks so it's like is it like a, a mash? Her, and it's like 
Is it like a mash of Benjamin Button and Christopher Nolan trying to do something together? Is that what it seems like? <laughs> yeah, failed attempt at yeah. that. But yeah, I would put it in that kind of category. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it, well, that's it's not a good film. <laughs> she turned oh, it off after I, like... I'm really intrigued to watch it now. I mean, like, it's one of them, now you mention how shit it is. I want to know how shit it is. I'm going to have to watch it. I think it's the first <laughs> time we've had, uh, as a guest... A film you've wanted to get rid of for because of it's a pure hatred of the film itself. Yeah, like tell the hatred. We're to guest, you know, Luke. Luke's was due to kind of historical accuracy, and we've had two guests who doesn't like don't like horror films, mm. but this one is just pure. I hate the film. <laughs> Sounds like you're gonna go around to his house, mate. I'm not getting a bit concerned. <laughs> someone, someone, someone raped me of two hours of my life. <laughs> there was no warning. Uh, to how, how the, it wasn't even a disappointment it was a complete it was just the worst thing I've yeah. yeah well we've got that one in the bin then that's really <laughs> on one that's gone that's what we like but, um, so then, oh, yeah. go on what are you going to say Matt I was just going to say um, from, from what Imogen who said, said to me she watched it because A Remus Lupin's in it and apparently she's the girl and it's like either thinking of um, breaking up with the guy I can't remember exactly what she said but it was either that or she's planning on killing herself or something and it's all to do with that but then she said no it's just not anything to do with what I was expecting and it's just dog yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like from what you were saying though at the start like it seemed like you're saying it's quite a good story that they're trying to build on then they all, it's, it, it sounds like they just lost it they were just like well all right we'll just go on a different completely different tangent mm-hmm. I just don't know who passes this. I don't know what kind of production company just, just says, you know what, thumbs up to this. It literally is the Chernobyl of films. It's the worst. <laughs> it's just a disaster. And I'm not saying like the series, because the series is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all got that. We all that. That's like... one that I would say to a desert island. I didn't pick it, but it is definitely up there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a shock. Please watch it. What's it called again? Thinking of, thinking <laughs> of not watching it. Ending things. Yeah, well, I think everyone, when they're watching it, probably did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm on Rotten. Just to jump in, Charlie. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm on like the top critic reviews, and it's got four out of five and five out of five. So it, I know you hate it, but because the critics, it's an incredible yeah. film. To critics them. like stuff like that, don't they? They like bizarre stuff. Critics just like to be reactionary as well. They want to stir shit up. Yeah. Oh. Well, right, so the next little thing we are doing, we're going to do the Who Am I, which we normally do. So it's um, going to give you 10 clues of a particular actor and or actress, and you've got to guess it, basically, by the end of the show. So I'm going to give you the first three. So get ready. Right. Joe's terrible at this. It's great, honestly. It's so bad at this. I love it. Right, so I'll give you the the, the nice little I was born once. I was born on the twenty second of January, nineteen forty, in Chesterfield, in Derbyshire. Oh, Derby Jan nineteen forty. Well, just yeah, January nineteen forty. He was born in Derbyshire. Makes him quite old then. Still yeah. alive? Uh, well, oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give you it. <laughs> All right. 
Uh-huh. Um, so the next one. 1959, I won a scholarship to study for an arts teacher's diploma. And wow. then I'll give you a, a, a nice, a nice. In, Ju- in June 2004, I was made CBE. 1954. So in, no, no, in 2004, I was made oh. CBE. So you've got, I was born in ni- uh, 1940 in January. The second one was I won a scholarship in 1959 to study arts teacher's diploma. And the third one was in 2004, I was made CBE by the Queen. So if he was born in 1940 and if he was alive or if he still is alive, he would be 80 now. Correct. Again, that doesn't simplify it down. Yeah, but if he's won a CBE, he must be a pretty big one. What even is well, a CBE? You know, they get dished, dished out left, right and centre now, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's your the first three. What, sorry? What's the CBE? It's, isn't it, oh, something by Elizabeth or something, isn't it? No, it's, it's something it. of the British Empire. Yeah, yes, yes, that's CBA? it. Captain of the British Empire, I don't know. CBE's commander. Commander of the British Empire. OBE is officer of the, officer of the British Empire, and then MBE is member, and then you get a knight or a dame. That's the highest one. Mm. That is. Yes, he's got CBE 2004. I'm going to need a film or something to... Yes, well, I thought I'd lean you in with uh, a few little facts and then I'll bring in the films after. Right, so hey, now that yes, we've... Uh... Oh, sorry. Can we guess now or...? You can give it a go, yeah. <laughs> on Peter O'Toole. That's the first thing I'm going to say. And you're shaking your head, so I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying, not, I'm trying to give you a little clear. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Joe's crossing that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter, cheers, Abby. <laughs> uh, yes. So now that we've got good old introductions out of the way in Charlie's stupid game, what I'm never going to get. Uh, <laughs> the main reason we're all here is to find out what film and shows you're going to take to a desert island. So we're going to start off like we always do. Javi, what, what film are you bringing when this plane's crashed? Best film of all time, Shawshank Redemption. It's, 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 for me, it's kind of like, it could be a a popular choice for a lot of people, but it just, it's just a film of hope. So if I'm going to be on there, and it's just fantastic. I think that the characters in, I just think everything, even the score is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think it was done by Thomas Newman, I think, and it was just, yeah, it's a, it's a great it's, it is fantastic. And um, I think Stephen King, I don't think he was actually happy with the film or yeah. with the way it was actually, you know, being produced. But, uh, you know, I think it's better than the book. But well, we, 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 we were talking about it. Actually, didn't it bomb? It bombed at the box office and it bombed yeah. across like reception and stuff. And then it became this film everyone started to enjoy. I think it wasn't it in, in the Oscars. It was in tough competition and, and in the year it came out. Yeah, Forrest Gump was it? That no, it was Dancing with Wolves that won that year. Dancing with Wolves was it? But that okay. was a flop in my eyes. Yeah. That. Then again, yeah. the marketing though, isn't it? Because it's mean. going under the under the radar now. And as well, you know, I don't really. I mean, I'm not big. I, I don't really know the history of Tim Robbins, but 
maybe that film when he first came out, not many people had known who Tim Robbins was. And obviously they've got that... Morgan Freeman in it, but sometimes that helps with that sort of, you know, Oscar t- Oscar hype. If you've got someone in it in it that everybody knows, I know Morgan Freeman's in it, but the main actor is Tim Robbins. Yeah, is that isn't Andy it? Dufresne? Yeah. yeah, Andy Dufresne. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen him in two other things. I've seen him in Tenacious D. <laughs> Tim Robbins. He's like the 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 uh, evil weird guy with like a, a gammy leg. And then in in, in 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 the next one I saw him was in War of the Worlds. He was absolutely bonkers in that. He was, was like the guy, wasn't he? Yeah, digging up the. There's stuff in his basement. <laughs> he's escaping again. He's always really escaping him. He's digging a tunnel in that one as well. <laughs> I saw a thing the other day that was that I'd complete it completely skipped my mind. But um Morgan Freeman at the very beginning of the film gives away the ending of the film in a small way. Because when he's talking when he introduces Andy Dufresne and they're talking about him escaping, Morgan Freeman goes, Oh, that's just a shitty pipe dream. And at the very end. He obviously escapes through a sewage pipe, so it is a shitty pipe dream. Mm, maybe, quite, yeah. Quite a good take on it. Yeah, good, I good saw it out somewhere the other day. Might have been Instagram. Yeah, but, but Shawshank, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a, it's a great, great shout, Abby. I think, I think it's a safe bet, but I think it's a good shout. I understand. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think everyone, everyone understands how good that film is. But there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, people just say it's a good film, this, that, the other. But if you actually watch it and understand the whole premise of it, I think everyone mm-hmm. would say, yeah, it's a great film. Because if when when you first see that, like the twists and turns, who knows that he's, he's, he's dug that hole and all, all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. You know, you never really get see, shown that. No, um, he, obviously, if you watch it again, it's different. But You think first he time. to kill himself, don't you? Because mm. at the very end, before they like go into his, obviously it's not come out of his cell, and then it cuts to them talking, and it's like, oh yeah, I gave him six feet of rope or something like that, and you're like, oh, he's gone to top himself, and then he throws the thing at the wall, and there's the massive hole, and you're like, wow, this is so sick. That's and he has that, he has that great speech as well, uh, not that great conversation with Morgan Freeman before he he escapes, and he's like he's in disarray and despair and he's like, I just want to end it all and things. And you think he's, he's on about, like you were saying, Matt, mm. topping himself. But it turns out he just wants to, he's had enough and he's just going to try and do a runner. It's great. Yeah. Just he completely so... flips on it. He goes crazy. I remember the, 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 Yeah. I don't know if he's sat on a wall or whatnot, but then he starts talking about Zuataneo, which is that um, Mexican town out, um, out in the Pacific. Yes. And um, yeah, and then Morgan Freeman basically just breaks him down and says, "You've got no hope. You're in here for life. You're institutionalized or whatnot." Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then yeah, that's a that's a. What a great what, but, what a great scene with Brooks as well. Like that that was it's very emotional, but it gave you an idea of 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 what it is like to maybe be in prison for thirty to forty years of your life, and then coming out of it into the real world, which is manic and mad and crazy. And he's coming out, and he's like absolutely lost. It's it's a completely different world to what what he left. Well, this is social media. So, say if 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 we if we were to go into prison now, yeah, and you've got no social media, and you just it's word of mouth, and you're just reading certain things in books or whatever you can get hold of, and then you're you come out in thirty years. Just imagine what the world's going to be like in thirty years. Exactly. Well, wow. <laughs> and like, whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to go to jail, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Um, but then but, uh, you also get the most iconic line, which is obviously Morgan Freeman's "get li- but get busy living or get busy dying" thing, which is just like a mantra to live by. 
Come on, you just got to get busy living and do stuff, or you're just gonna waste away. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and that, that that set Morgan Freeman's. I don't think it set his career off, but in a sense of narrating stuff, like whoever thought Morgan Freeman to, to be the narrator of that, like fair play to him, genius idea, because he's literally built a career off that being a narrator in a sense for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really good. It's a great, great film. Yeah. The sad fact about that. Do you know when? Morgan Freeman goes to that tree to dig up that black volcanic rock. The tree has been hit by lightning and is actually not there anymore. Oh, which is so sad because I would have. I love to go see sit like sets, like in nature. Um, Went to uh, was in LA a couple of years back and I went to go see the final, the set, the final scene of uh, Blade Runner. The original and yeah it was really cool but as i say when you when you find out where certain things are actually at it's really cool to actually go around and actually see what it's like um yeah, isn't that isn't that the, the one um oh in the spielberg alien film is it brief encounters of the third kind yeah isn't it that where that like letterboxes or whatever oh in, yeah the in, black yeah the black letterbox area 52 it? yeah you can go go to that area as well can't you like people are obsessed with that as well yeah game of thrones really did it as well because obviously like game of thrones was filmed in ireland and they did a lot in croatia and croatia. stuff so i've been to king's landing in croatia yeah, yeah dubrovnik being That's class. There. I, was, I was supposed to go there in summer but obviously it got cancelled but i went to split like two years before and they filmed a bit in Split where the dragons are all chained up and there's like little plaques on walls that say you know Game of Thrones was filmed here and something but then when you go to the city you make it you you, you do wonder like how much they have to pay to close off the city so they can film it because mm. like, I learned I learned like you know Inception when the train uh kind of hits all the traffic mm-hmm. I realized that they didn't use CGI for that they got a train and wow used to train Ooh. and basically they closed off like four blocks and there was basically people in their apartments couldn't leave so they're all just looking out the windows to see this massive train get driven on a road and just smash through this film set as if mm-hmm. I'm mad. that's really good that. sick to see though wouldn't it but yeah sure shank the good choice good film I'm glad, that, I'm glad that we're all in agreement on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. one the thing that most annoys me the most is when you kind of say I love Shawshank Redemption, and they say, "Oh, you're just saying that." No, I'm saying it because it is a good film. Yeah. The reason why people like it and say it's a good film is because it's a good film. I, I don't think it's a great film. Yeah, yeah. It isn't yeah. it? Doesn't it's not this like, oh, it's an indie. You like it? You're not. It's a brilliant film. It's acting, it's directing, the music, the story. You know, when you when you find out that he's actually innocent, and they 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 kill the guy who has the evidence to keep him in yeah. prison and you know that adds another layer to the kind of it's, yeah it's it's, it's it's i think i think like it's a, a human story of like underdogs as well and i feel like that's a big thing for for humans to watch and enjoy it's like an underdog like succeeding as in like something that you would never expect for him to do like to escape and actually you know justify himself as the way he does yeah. it's it's that's why people love it so much is, is that idea of him managing to to do things against all odds that's what we love as that's, humans i think my favorite scene is where he actually gets out of the ship pipe and he's and it's obviously like thunder and lightning and he just stands there 
with his, with yeah, his like that. Yeah, yeah, and you get the music, and you just like this guy's just, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you want to stand there as well and do it with him. You're like, yes, <laughs> come on. Is <laughs> on in the cinema. So <laughs> that'd be sick. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> Uh, right, what, what about your TV series then? Have uh, I, uh, what we well, I'm doing and throwing, mate, because, right, if I'm on a desert island, right, I would have, apart from the last... The, the annoying thing is about quite a lot of series is that they either go on too long or they they, they, they just... They, they just they ruin it. They ruin the ending. But I would have said Lost because I enjoyed Lost until they rushed the ending. Now, I don't want to give anything away if if, you know... If anybody's not seen it, I think yeah, it's yeah. worth watching. There's some really cool parts in it. But anyway, I don't think I'm going to go for that. And again, I think one, and the annoying thing is, I haven't seen Sopranos and I need to watch it because I, I feel like that could definitely be up there. But out of the ones which I think are still all the way through, I'm going to go first and only just as Breaking Bad. I'm only going to do that. I was going to put Game of Thrones in there, but then. I disagree. It's the same, though. The ending, yeah. just the ending. And it's it's hard because I feel like even in Game of Thrones, I feel like that last season could have been at least two seasons. I think mm-hmm. they could have yeah. done a whole season just on, you know, battling the White Walkers instead of having it, you know. Again, yeah, that's what I mean. Even though I enjoyed, the, you know, what happened and the result, of what happened and everything around that, I think it was just cut too short. I don't know why HBO didn't have the money, or I, I, I really don't understand why, because it had all the traction. Everybody was on it. You had like the core, yeah, oh, mate, yeah. And then afterwards, like all the mainstream people started getting into it. Hence why the sex scenes kind of like died down. You know what I mean? Like at the start, it was a little bit more explicit, and then it just died down. But it's such a but yeah, Breaking Bad by far. I think the character development's awesome. I think Jesse and I think um, obviously um, Walter are just perfect. I think they're a great duo. And my favourite is Hank. I love Hank. Hank's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that about Game of Thrones there as well. To be honest, we talk about Breaking Bad as well. Um, but you know, Game of Thrones, we've all. I think we've all. It haunts me a bit talking about it because. Mm-hmm. How good it was for like six six seasons, and then for, I'd say maybe seven was decent, not as good as the other ones, but for six seasons it was a solid, solid show, like really good show. And then it just fell off a cliff. It was almost like the producers were like, "Oh, we we've been given the Star Wars contract now. We need to really rush this the the you know the whole proceedings of the next two series." And it just ruins the whole series. It ruined like mm-hmm. if you don't get that nailed. There is no point doing five or six seasons prior to that. There is yeah. literally no point. You're wasting so much money, so much time, so much fan base energy as well, and then you just like just yeah, shat all over it. Except for the prequel though. So um, me too. I, I like to see the story of the Targaryens. I like to see how it's going to go down. I think it's it's super expensive. That being said, it's not going to be as expensive as the Lord of the Rings series that Amazon are building. I think yeah. it's. At 1.3 billion budget. It's it's a well they actually had to spend I think for for Lord of the Rings to buy the rights at first initially it was like 300 mil and then the rest of it is from that 1.3 is I think something like that mad how much money they've got for that. But then, but then one division has 25 million per episode so 
I mean, and that's only on Disney. I'm not saying only on Disney, but it's just. But that will be on the visual effects for her herself with all the magic and that thought, won't it? Yeah, honestly, it makes me a bit sick thinking about that much money being spent on something like WandaVision, if I'm honest. Mm. But, you know, I think I've not watched it, so I can't comment. But when I read that, I was like to the extreme of 25 million. God, it's got to be good. Well, that being said, it's either that or because, and that's another thing what I was saying about certain um, good films slipping through the net when it comes down to trying to find out who it is because they're not making the money off the merchandise. So, like, when you've got Avengers, you're, you're looking at your toy sales, you're looking at your game sales, you're looking at all that, which, are the, again, you can increase your marketing price, you can increase how much advertising you want to put out there, but then you've got a film like a lot of people haven't seen the film Prisoners, with Jake Gyllenhaal and yeah, Hugh Jackman, you know, I think it's probably my second best thriller. You know, I would class it as a thriller because it's suspense all the yeah. way through. But you know what I mean? Like your film in my eyes, which is, you know, should be notified, you know, by the masses or by film lovers. People just have never seen it or never even yeah. heard such a film. Even yeah. though literally, I, I don't think it, there's, there's a bad, you know, there's a, there's a bad scene in it. Oh yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know with like the Marvel effects, like franchises have unfortunately taken over the film industry. So it's like, you, like you said, to, to slip things through which are great films, it's hard to hard to navigate where you go. And I even think like in terms of making new content, it's difficult because a lot of people want to build stories that have already been built. So you know, like origins of Star Wars, origins of Lord of the Rings, origins of this. Like, there's no actual original stories coming out. No. So it's tough. Like, I think we're, you know, there was probably periods of, of certain decades, like the '90s, where a lot of independents were flying out before like Star Wars hit 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 running again in like 1999. Like loads before that, loads of great independents. And then like now, when you've got marvel coming in in like 2008 2009 as well you've got and then game of thrones like it's all franchise based it's all money based mm. as well unfortunately yeah. and it's it's, it's it's sad sometimes because you know i mean i think there's going to be some great films still coming out in the future but it feels like we're really like saturated with shit at the minute like mm. shit storytelling um which is sad but hopefully fingers crossed we can get get some good stories out there but definitely like things like prisoner and stuff mm. you are completely right because they are just swamped in this massive industry which you know, <laughs> it's hard to find like that never gets pushed out it's like this is a great film guys and then someone's like oh well, yeah but the next star wars is out so all right i'll just watch yeah. that then instead you know yeah it's tough it, yeah you get it but then that, that's happening like we've like we were saying as well with like game of thrones in that lot but now that's and one division it's now happening with TV shows as well, like for example, bringing it back to Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was probably one of the first big series that now has started to kick up all this like stuff that big brands like Marvel and that lot are going. Hang on, we can make a book out of series because, like most, if you look at if you look at like a lot of um, actors that are now in TV, back in I'll say the olden back back at, back like a couple of years ago big actors like Judy Dench or stuff wouldn't want to be in TV shows. It would be movies. You'd want to be in the movies. And now it's the other way around. Like big actors are in TV shows and then you get in smaller actors like Daisy Ridley, 
who's now bigger, but when she started in Star Wars and Finn and everybody, um, they were unknowns, whereas you wouldn't really have unknowns in big budgets like Star Wars now, but then now in the TV shows, it's more the bigger actors like Judy Dench, Maggie Smith and all them lot. It's massive, it's massive flip, mate. It's a massive flip. And I think, I think there's more money in TV now than there is film because... Especially with the pandemic, not many people can go to the cinema anymore. So to sell the selling distribution rights for, for cinemas this year in particular has probably been a nightmare. So it's like, you know, even added to what you were saying about the popularity of TV shows, but then the pandemic on top, you've got a, a bad mix there for, for cinemas and movies in particular anyway. Um, unless people start buying it for the streaming services, which they kind of are doing now, but it's it's not getting much traction. Like James Bond, for example, it's like it's shitting itself because it's like each time it's like we need to extend the date, we need to delay the date, we need to delay the date because there's so much money involved in that in that film that they need the cinema tickets and need that because it's it's mm. one it's, it's one of those films where traditionally people go to the cinema for they're not really going to want to watch it at home. So it's yeah. But but anyway, we've we've gone on a massive tangent now. Sorry, Abby. But yeah, why did you pick Breaking Bad? Uh, I just think again, it's one of those things where it's just a good build-up. I mean, a lot of people say maybe the first season or two is a little bit slow, but you need to understand the character, the main character, and his personality is one thing. You know what I mean? And then you see that transition. You see how power can take well I say power I take power and greed starts to take over the, the person I, you know and it's just one of those classic stories how you know almost too much can just end up being the demise of you and uh, but yeah I think it's just great I, I love it I love the fact that it's just kind of like it's set in where is it set in in is it Albuquerque or New Mexico or something like that yeah yeah but it's as I say it's, it's a cool that it's not like the stereotypical set in New York or LA, you know what I mean? It's somewhere else in America, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I like everything about it. I, I think it was done. I think it was done right. You know what I mean? It's one of those things when, it, when we're talking about a series where you take your time or get it done and you don't yeah. go too far. And I remember, we, obviously, when we went off in that tangent, we were talking about obviously spin offs and stuff like that. I wasn't a fan of El Camino. Mm. I never watched that one, you know. To do that, but Netflix obviously were piling the money in and thought, right, we'll we'll, we'll do this. And yeah. it didn't need to be done. It kind of, I mean, for me, I'm trying not to have it tarnish such a perfect series because, you know, even though it's within the same realm, it's, it's still not part of the series. But yeah, yeah. Just, just, just end it there. But yeah, I could watch that over and over again. And it's yeah, one. Matt, uh, Brian Cranston as well. Out of, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of them that you just you didn't expect that to come from him because I remember him. What's in that? What's he in that? Is who Malcolm in the Middle? Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw him coming out on that, I was like, "What?" I was like, "This is going to be random," but he was great. He's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, so be- yeah. before we move on to you know a little bit more about Javi, Charlie, do you want to give us some yes. more facts? Yes, mm-hmm. that's a great series, Abby. Yes, definitely. I will give you some more facts. Yes. So you've had you've had the you've had the oh, boring wait. facts. Hang on, hang on. Let me just get my notes back up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Oh God, there's some of these which I know for facts. As soon as I say it, you'll get it right. So I'm gonna, I'm still going to be playing hard to get. Um, 
I am the all right. I'm gonna have to give you this one first. But I am the son of an amateur actress, an engineer, and an Anglican clergyman. I did not know that myself about this guy, to be honest. Oh, so it's a man then? No, it's a guy. <laughs> it's just the guy. The guy that can be both. I have starred in Disney's The, the, Bla- the Black Cauldron. Oh, that's a tough one. Because that's an animated show. <laughs> right, and then I'll give you the final one. You might get it from this one. We'll see. Joe might not, though. In 2008, I appeared in Indiana Jones. <clears throat> I've oh. got it. Oh! I didn't think he was that old. Has he also appeared in Alien? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll just leave it for Matt. I love it. He's, he's, oh, he's, I don't think I've got it anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, so have his, have his one step ahead of you all. <sighs> the guy I've got isn't in... Oh, I know who it is. Isn't an alien. I think I know who it is. Great, great, great actor. <sighs> Fantastic. He also is in um, The Elephant Man. And uh, 1984. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> that gave it away. I know who it is. Thing is, I know who it Too is. Too nice in this one. That's your fault, Javi. You, you, you help me like get, give them clues. I'm, I'm normally evil. <laughs> I thought uh, anyone would have known that who's in Elephant Man. That's you know what's it. worse? Is I still don't know the name. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh. Uh, you need to find that out. Unless it's the name yeah. that Javi said earlier. No. But I initially put Sean Connery because he's an Indiana Jones. But once he said he's an alien, I crossed that. Not back in 2008. Out. He's not in 2008. Indiana yeah, Jones. I know who it is. <laughs> I don't know who it is. <laughs> oh, Joe again. This would be great if you don't get this. One. I know Honestly. who it is. I could. I could draw a picture of him and I could tell you all the films he's been in but I just don't know his name well you gotta find his name out mate I'm not counting it <laughs> oh god I hate you Charlie you Why you I know who it is I know who it is and then I'll say the name and you'll be like no <laughs> it's not him Judy Dench <laughs> Harrison Ford <laughs> alright so happy elephant in the room we, we, we're, we're not the only we're not the only islanders here no, definitely um, not. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we, we obviously wanted to invite you on to get your knowledge of film, but we also wanted to invite you on to get that experience out of the way. And just, just if you want to talk about it, you don't have to give us loads of details, but whatever you want to talk about. How, how was it on that show? You know what? I was fed a lie, mate. The first thing they said to me is they said, what type of girls are you looking for? And I said, you know, I'm looking for girls like Margot Robbie. I'm looking to, like... You know, top, I said, got in there, bitterly disappointed when I walked in straight away, and then you have to go and play the game. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. It's 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 a weird thing as well because people portray you off there, but they only literally see probably about one percent of you, and that is also manipulated. Because do you know when you go into the the diary room or whatever it's called, they yeah. each hut. Um, they will obviously prompt you on certain things. The number one say, but then other things will also put in like, oh, so-and-so said this. So it would be good if you were to go and do this and go and do that. So you're like, all right, fair play. So if they've said, because you feel like they've said something to you in confidence, but what they're trying to do is fabricate a show. And again, it's called like, what you don't see as well is that 
you will see the producers maybe maybe twice, three times a day, and they'll tell you to go sit. So when you see it, and they'll say, hang on a minute, I've never seen these two sit together. You know, whether they're mates or not. They go and tell you to sit down and talk about something. And then that's what they will do. I mean, it's it's what I would say, it's probably about maybe a 60% organic, 40%, not really fabricated, but again, they're trying to get much out of you as possible to make it entertaining for everybody. It was a great experience, obviously. I mean, I love my life that I've got now. Um, obviously, you know, Love Island didn't exactly give me the life I've got now to a degree, but yeah. God, I've done that, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a crazy one because they have toilets, they have, they have cameras everywhere, in the toilets, everywhere, everywhere you've Jesus. got. There's cameras, they're just, that's how it is. And even when you're showering and the cameras will move around and watch you, and it's just oh, like God. doing that kind of stuff. Really, really weird on that kind of stuff. But again, it's... Um, yeah, it was just a crazy time. And then what else is crazy? Again, it's when you come out, you get noticed all the time. And then people, again, think that they know who you are or, you know, think you're a certain type of person. But you are what you are. I, I've i never actually watched the episodes that I was in. Oh, really? Crazy. Oh, Which is crazy. Why? Why? I don't know. just haven't really had, just really, I don't know. But I will watch it one day. But I just thought, because it's it's kind of one of those things where I've gone in there, I've done that, I know what I've said, I know what I've done, and I'm just going to just let it be for a while. And then, obviously, a bit of nostalgia will come in, and I'll think, oh, you know what, it'll be good to kind of go back and see what it was like. But my main aim on there, other than obviously to potentially find someone to be with, was um, just trying to be as entertaining as possible. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's a show. You know, there's yeah. some people who don't get any airtime, and if you want to be on something, you're going to go get airtime. But it was something that I didn't even apply for. So they, they'll get, uh, they'll have people working, like, to, they won't call them talent scouts, because obviously they don't know, I mean, what, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. talent is subjective. But it's like they'll look on your social media and think, right, okay, this person has a particular look, let's get them in. And then when you're in there, that's when you've got to bring out you know that entertain like that entertainment factor of yourself and and whatnot but you know it's uh would you say would you say Abby, you know i don't know if you watched any of the other seasons but what do you actually take on the show like do you think it's an ethical show do you think it's worthy of tv or do you think the amount of stuff the issues that it causes particularly like for the people that are actually on it like the mental impact it has on them and then you see obviously Caroline Flack, Flack, Flack sorry, and, and things like that. Like, yeah. I know that's not completely linked to Love Island, but do you think the show is should be on, on the programme, basically? It should be on TV? They don't care about your well-being. That's the thing. You do a psychology kind of assessment with a psychologist before <laughs> you go on. They're there as well as soon as you come off. You see them for maybe 10 minutes, and then literally you're out into the... You go in isolation for two days because the show's 24 hours behind, obviously, because they've got to edit it. But then after that, you're out into the world. They do not, there's, there's nothing really else. I mean, I didn't hear from them until uh, Sophie killed herself. I didn't hear back from them. And then I think it was because of the pressure, so the, the actual media pressure on how they were questioning on how, you know, what kind of welding, what kind of support they had in place for people. But again, it's one of those things where I feel like quite a lot of people that there, there are a lot of fragile people. Well, I didn't say fragile, but there, there are a lot of people no, you mean, yes. in certain ways, depending on who they are. 
And um, again, however they're portrayed on an actual show, you know, it could go against who they really are. And again, it can damage people's careers. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, careers as in like, you know, being a, a, a Z-lister or whatnot. I'm talking yeah. about careers as in if they actually want to get a professional job and stuff. Like, if you have a look at the early couple of seasons, I was in season two, compared to the later seasons, there's less filming on them romping in bed. They've gone yeah. away from that kind of, because I think that they just want to be, I don't know if they want to be more sensitive or they actually want a younger audience because they know that can make money. It's what we were yeah. talking about before. Everything is just big business. You're going in there, you're not really getting used, you know what you're doing. And on top of that as well, um, I've, I heard, didn't happen in my, my season, but I heard that once you sign on that dotted line, that MTV, oh, sorry, ITV, ITV2, um, will take, I think it's 10 or 20% of your overall profits going forward in your career or life afterwards or something. Christ. I don't know how it's legally worked out, but I think that they have put you in a platform and they say, well, anything that you get, it's kind of like a, a, a spin-off fee. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? But I feel, yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, people need to understand what they're getting into because you yeah. get a lot of, I mean, you'll get real cool messages, nice messages, you've been entertaining you've been you've been great and then you'll get just you know what i mean like look mm. for some people who cares like what these trolls are all that kind of stuff i mean it's just yeah. a guitar with, with 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 harmful words or words which are supposed to affect you but people are warriors out there oh mate that's it that's it but as i say should it be on tv you know i mean i have this debate quite often some people like the I don't know, they like the psychology behind human behaviour, so they like to watch what common people are like or what normal people are like in an environment. But I know that, again, this is edited and fabricated, so you're not really seeing the real person. You've seen him under a, 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 an artificial kind of um, you know, set. This is not what it would be in real life. No. You wouldn't, if you didn't fancy any of them, you wouldn't choose any of them. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? So it's, it's, it's so hard, I mean... You know, I'd rather watch Attenborough, to be honest. But, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask as well, like, um, so after after the show, you've been kicked out, obviously, unfortunately. I did see that. You're a bit unlucky, Harry. Um, <laughs> you got, Wait, you got kicked... Let the waterworks go as well. <laughs> you got kicked out. So then you got back home. How long is it after you get back home, by the way? Do you have to stay in the island for, for a long period of time? Or? Two days. You're on the ne next flight on Ryanair back home. You're in the airport and everyone's looking at you. Everyone's like, oh, my God, didn't know you left. They, they'll catch up on a weekend. Yeah. Or there, you don't know what to do. You head up back and you're like, well, what am I, am I, what, what am I, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Back to a normal job. Do I try and... I don't know, try and, you know, find some kind of opportunity within, like, you know, this kind of, like, realm of, of entertainment. Do yeah. I try and get an agent? That kind of stuff. So I came back, and it was all going off, so I thought, you know what, I'll go to London. I stayed in London for a couple of months, um, and then as soon as other people were coming out, we all kind of got together because nobody else. It's the only people that you can relate to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he literally just party for a year. <laughs> Yeah, because you go on them tours and stuff. Like, like violin tours, you go, go to like bars and stuff. The worst thing that happened, right? I got a, I got a DM from some guy from Tau. He was like turned into some kind of like celeb agent, and he was like, 
message me, let me know when you come out. Uh, I've got some work for you, kind of some work. Basically, you're going to get pissed for 400 quid an hour. You know what I mean? You're just going to get pissed. All right, where do you want me? It was somewhere like in Maidstone in Essex or something like that. But once you're doing that, you're thinking, right, well, it's not going to last. And I remember I was having a word with um, Gaz off Geordie Shaw. And um, we were out on a night out one time and he was like, you've got to try and milk this. And a lot of people don't get it because it's not like one of those shows where you're on the next season. Mm -hmm. Soon to be, your stock starts to diminish very quickly. You know what I mean? I think on mine, there's maybe one or two couples, if that, that have made a mill. And further on, don't care what the sun says on how much people make. Everybody else. I mean, why the hell? So, I mean, I don't know why some people are on OnlyFans, especially the guys. But mm. I mean, yeah, if, if that's the way you want to go, that's where you want to go. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's very hard. You've got a real short window to try and do something. And then after that, you're back to the real world. Cause the and, next, in, in, yeah. and in terms of, in terms, sorry, in terms of your uh, uh, pals that you talked about after Love Island, did any of them like have an impact like, on their mental well-being? Or is it, is, it, is, is it a massive strain on you for a couple of months? That it's, it like, can't be, yeah. Well, you can't go any, like, we can't go anywhere without completely being recognised. And that's not just like something like it's an egotistical comment that I've just come out yeah. with. There. It's one of those things where you really, you, you're getting either snapped or people will photographs with you. But I'll tell you one thing, which is funny. You'll have people who um, are driven by ego. And when you're with a group and they only recognise one or two of you, but not the other ones, and they yeah. say, oh, can you? So they'll say, say it'll be like four of us, yeah. And like two will get recognised. Well, the you know these fangirls or whatever will ask one of the other two who are not recognised to take a photo of the other. Oh one. dear! And oh, you see, dear. you see, like the, you know what I mean? They die inside. So well, that's mad because maybe like a year ago, before they were on the show, they wouldn't have thought that way. Maybe their exactly. thought process might not have thought that. And then now it's flipped. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a celeb. Like, I've got this ego like built up on me, and this, that, the other. I think it's bonkers. I think it's utterly bonkers that that show is on and then that happens to those people and there's no like in between with ITV being like right just let you know when you leave this show it might be a bit manic and we need to make sure you're okay and and all this and manage it it just doesn't seem to be any of that at all it's shocking it's shocking do you think behavior on the show is sometimes fake in the sense of Obviously, you know the show, you know you're on camera, you know you're being recorded. Do you think some people will act completely different to the Avenue Live for the purpose of entertainment? 100%. 100%. Like, I can talk to a handful of these people that have been on, and uh, they are very different, you know what I mean? And again, it is just for the, sh- it is just for the show, because what I said before, you're on there and you want to get screen time, or you want to be there as long as possible. So you have to, or you want to be as marketable as possible mm-hmm. because again, you're thinking about potential opportunities when you're coming out. So you're just trying to just be as entertaining, jumping in pools, saying outlandish things, doing loads, you know, just, yeah, as I say, it's just, it's a small persona. Like it's a small percentage of, of, of who you really are that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, really have to dig deep and trying to find what the audience are looking for or what the producers want or what the show's really about. Because 
again, there's so many things that just get edited out. You're, you, so there's like, say, there's 22 people, okay? You've got 24 hours. You're asleep for eight. You've got to try and fit 22 people into an episode. You're trying to fit certain conversations in. And mm. at times you'll be watching it and some of the people won't have even been in the episode. You know what I mean? You're no. tiny. If you would really look at your day, you're, pre, you're on screen on your actual TV for maybe three minutes. Yeah. That's, that's mm. all that they, you know what I mean? So that's all that people see. And that three minutes is fabricated to a way that, you know, on, on how they want you to look. And, mm. and, and that's how it is. But that's... That's mad. It, Either, that's what I mean. People don't see it like that. They don't see anything like that. And another thing that's really hard when you were talking about, like, you know, coming out and stuff like that is that once you have followers and once you become attractive on social media in such a way that people want to follow you and they think, think of you as some kind of influencer, mm-hmm. what happens when you're, you can't get any more TV work or anything like that, which, to be honest, doesn't pay shit? Yeah, so yeah. what happens? You are not going to go and get a job working in Aldi, doing the shelves or doing the thing. You're not going to do that because if people know that, they're not going to follow you. They follow yeah. you because they think you are successful. You know, they think that you're made. They think that you're, you're up there and yeah. like, you're like, yeah, the, the, the top of the pyramid. So quite a lot of these people end up like really struggling. Yeah. A lot. Of, I lived in Manchester after for six months i got a pad with one of the other guys at love island and we were like basically introduced to all of this kind of reality show circle a lot of people up north a lot of people from reality shows like previous ones or current ones lived in manchester mingled in manchester and you really get to see some people making like a bit of money you know what i mean doing all right they've got businesses on the side Quite a lot of people, you know, could afford to gamble and go on because they were set in one way or another. Yeah. Other people went on and it was kind of like, whoa, you know, these people just, it's its very, it's, it's, it's fake. You know what I mean? But you've got to, it was, that's what I mean when I say, you know, it was a good experience because you get to really see certain things that I wouldn't have even, you know, seen before or dreamt of before. Yeah. Before I went on, it was like, oh, Kind of like, oh, look at the last season. They must be raking money in. They're doing ads for, like, Protein World and stuff and doing that. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. As soon as you get into this, you kind of understand how much money is really in that and how much you're really trying to scrape and hang on to something. And it's And you've seen a completely different world that none of us have seen, as in in the sense of how that that world, briefly, for briefly, I mean, I don't know if you agree, I don't know if it's still going now, but briefly for a period, you know, you, you were up there in, in terms of, yeah, yeah. The, 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 if you're calling it an A, B, L, C, D, whatever, you, you're up there, you're near there for a brief period. So you've lived that world, which a lot of people always question and think about and, and what what is it like and and all this. And, and, you know, when you start seeing stories of people in the vine, like killing themselves and all this, and you're like, how is that possible? How is that happening to people on, on this show? The money, debt, they're yeah, up debt. They're getting cars on finance because they've had again a couple of PAs where they're getting paid a good whack. But don't get yeah. me wrong. Once you've once that season's over, once that summer season's over, or freshers is done, and again, what we're saying about the next seasons coming on, you're not getting calls from your agents. You're not getting that money, but you've already got cars on tick. You've already got a flash pad somewhere in London or something yeah. that, you've, that you rent in. 
and and that's when you start to accumulate and that's what happened to uh, mike in season three who um, unfortunately passed he was um i believe so i mean don't quote me on this as being correct but mm-hmm. i think there was some financial strain that kind of like you know derailed this and and it clearly hasn't been managed it clearly wasn't being managed properly as a, as a person you know like and that's that's the issue with love island like here's a question say if there was if Levine came to you again and was like, right, I want you to come on again and like do a new one, would you do it? I'm happily engaged, mate. I'm good. I'm <laughs> oh, of course you are. Of so course you are. Screen, mate. So now. Right, well, cut that out. Say, 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 let's forget about that. Let's say if you weren't engaged, <laughs> oh, would you get in trouble? Would you get in well, trouble? Two things. Number one, right, to save my careers out of the way. Say if I didn't have the career that I'm in now and say I was just like, Say if I was like, like PT or something like that, where I was self-employed, could do what I want, that kind of stuff. Would I go on now? Well, the audience is way higher. If I were to go on now, you're looking at 1.3 million um, um, uh, Instagram followers. You know what I mean? You're looking at higher, higher end because too many yeah. people. Um, and yeah, too many people are watching it now. So the opportunity is better now. It's yeah. way more popular now than it was in season two. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so potentially, but then, then again, you've got to know what you're going into. You've got yeah. to understand that it's, you're going to get a lot of opinions, a lot of people thinking they know you, and a lot of people saying anything just for their own entertainment. A yeah. lot of people make, well, I won't say make money, but they make, they, they have, there's so many pages out there and so many people, you know, who have a lot of followers who, who like to see what their like social media opinion is on certain mm. things. It has, it's, it's like a, it's like a small cult in in a weird way, you know what I mean? Would I do it again if if that was the situation? So I wasn't in the job that I'm in now. I think I'm <laughs> and that kind of thing. Maybe you can make a bit of money. So, okay, so 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 it's not it's not a feeling of regret for you in a sense that that no, happened. No, not at all, mate. Not at all. We've gone through the other side. I'm I'm Andy Dufresne, mate. I've come <laughs> here, mate, mate. Uh, I'm there in the rain. But you had no Morgan Freeman to help you though, did you? That's the issue. You had no Morgan Freeman. No one had Morgan Freeman. Uh. But um, just just quickly then, I know you've rushed for time, but just quickly, after after that, you did a bit of acting, didn't you? That's why why I've seen that. Did you do a bit of... Yeah, I did a bit. I was a a Dutch captain, in um, a hockey captain in in the 1940s. In a in a film called Gold, not the Matthew McConaughey Gold, yep. this another yep. gold film. Um, I don't know if it's on there. I think it's on Amazon. It in that, okay. I also played a Nazi in that one, but I don't think those shots were actually put through post production. I played a, a lunatic uh, in a lunatic asylum in an ITV2 show called Time Wasters, and that nice. was the guy. What's his name now? He was a main lead in Chariots of Fire. He's a big British actor. He was in oh, that. God. Film, his name. I'm, I'm trying to think of him now. I might have to search it quickly. Guys, by the way, I've got, <laughs> oh, I've got three percent. Just give me one second. And yeah, uh, um, yeah, there was a few. I got one the other day to audition for um, for audition for uh, uh, Hitler in a new one. Oh. And this is one of those things. Like I'll get I'll get a few like texts and call ups and stuff like that for, for for certain things. But with COVID, mate, I'm not I'm not even gonna. I'm just not bothered right now for that. Okay. But that being said, in the future, I'm thinking about doing a a, a, a short film properly. Oh. Uh, we're looking at a horror and we're looking at a couple mm. of 
thing. So I'm going to put a couple of screenplays together uh, moving forward. So, um, yeah, yeah. You, you can be in ours, mate. We, we've got one coming. You can be in ours if you want. Uh, okay, <laughs> send me the scripts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I finished the script last night, didn't I? I said, I said yeah, it. Is it, is it something Koyo? Koyo? Something Koyo? This guy? No, no, we're talking chat like old guy. No, like, Chariots of Fire. The bloody film, mate. Come on. This, this is time wasting. Yeah, he was in it though. Yeah, he's he's one of the main guys in uh, in, in Time Wasters. And and wasn't your brother in um? Uh, I swear I saw it. He was in Peaky Blind. Were you in Peaky Blinders as well? well like, I missed that opportunity. My brother was an actual Peaky. And my brother got shot in the head by Adrian Brody. Yes, was that was it. That was sick. Getting shot in the head, mate, by an Oscar winner and having <laughs> uh, like these whatever machines in the back of your head with blood spurting out. That is top. Yeah. That is some top. I love that. I watched that. I watched that episode about three or four times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's in there. I can see him somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Love that one. But... So what, what are you doing with yourself then? And you're not not acting. What what what's what's going on? I'm a I'm a property manager. I work for the NHS, mate. So uh, nice. busy since uh, since the start. Although I'm always busy, but you know what I mean. It's uh, it's an it's another level of um, of work right now. But doing our best stuff. So I I manage you know the health centres from the northwest, uh, making sure that obviously services like every service you know every service yes. cancer screening phlebotomy everything that you everything you've got to manage and put them into the right place i mean that's just my bread and butter that's what i did before um so i studied at uni that's what i did i mean after uni i mean since i was 18 to 28 i've literally did 10 years of basically partying didn't really do much but then obviously you get to a certain age where you want to actually go into something and, uh, and make you know what i mean make a make a good amount of bread so uh, yeah, uh, doing, thoroughly enjoying it. So uh, cool, love, man. Uh, to be in that position, mate. So yeah, yeah. Oh. And then and then and then acting potentially in the future. Is that that's something? Or, or creating something like scripts or films. A hundred percent. And it's 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 a love. You know what I mean? You can't get rid of a, a a passion or a love. It's like playing guitar. It's like playing an instrument. It's like something that. You just you you know it's not work. It's something which is just you, you love to do. So I mean, um, yeah, you've got to have exciting things in your life, and uh, for me that excites me. So uh, we'll look uh, look forward to the future, mate. Really. Yeah, mate. You never know. We could all be working together one day. That's it, mate. That's it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do the John John. Oh God, I was just about to give his name. But yeah. I was just about to give it on a nightmare. Come on, Joe, I'm giving you a little clue there. And I, and I figure out who you said, so I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> is it, is it was... the great John Hurt? And yes, he's dead. He's not alive anymore. He died last year, unfortunately, or the year before. Sad, but... Dragon, the legend. Great actor. Love him. I love him in everything he's in. He's also in Book of E. Oh, no, he's not in Book of E. That's Gary Oldman, isn't it? They all look very similar. Too. Them two could play brothers. Um, but yeah, no, thank, thanks so much, Javi. Have you enjoyed it being on here? I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it, guys. I wish we could do another hour, I tell you. But, um, well, I might might do a, a Shepherd special in the future. I might get your brother on because he's got yeah, lots to talk about, hasn't he? Definitely. He, he would love to come on in the future. So it'd be good to, uh, good to get him on. But as I say, love watching it. 
uh, keep smashing it. I like to see what the guests you get on, but uh, anything film, mate. I'm glad that you're doing a film podcast because yeah, so good. We're going to do a little for, for you. Sorry, this might sound a bit um, weird, but we're going to do a little special like uh, promo for your um, your podcast. So like a four day little thing where we're going to reveal your face throughout the four days. Yeah, because we, without blowing your trumpet, this is probably the biggest person we've had so far. Um, and it's good that you've talked about Levi and all that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, it's quite a good moment for us, like yeah. as a podcast for you to come on. So we appreciate it massively, but we're just letting you know that that's our, that's our campaign. That yeah, it's been insightful, you know what I mean? But, Absolutely, uh, mate. It was great. Like talking about the Love Island stuff, like that was really, really interesting. Like it's really good to get a take on that because it's kind of like our, I think when we were, well, when I was growing up, these two are a bit younger than me and you, but when we, we were growing up, like Love Island at the start was quite big, wasn't it? Like in the, yeah. when we were 20 or whatever, and then going on, it's massive now. Like not many people know like what behind the scenes. So yeah, really yeah. good to find all that stuff. Yeah, you, so you'll get a text from Charlie in, uh, in a day saying you've got Ian Sterling's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I don't actually. <laughs> but yeah, never got, yeah, but yeah, no, it's great. No, thanks so much, Ali. Great. That's it. No worries. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Take it See easy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Oh. Stop, you want it? Yeah. Stop.